Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Isaiah 61 again, Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2 specifically. You remember that Jesus used this text in Luke chapter 4 verses 16 through 30 and basically declared to the people in the synagogue of the town of Nazareth that he is the Messiah who was foretold in Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2. And we just covered half of that. Like I said yesterday, the Bible overview, we're in Isaiah, but we're going to spend a couple days in Luke 4 because it ties so closely to this and it'll help us connect dots. And this is amazing. Scripture, the way it connects dots between the Old and New Testament, hundreds of years apart, it's just great that the Lord gave us a roadmap to understand how to think right about this and to tell us that the Messiah was coming so that when he came, we would recognize him as such. Unfortunately, a lot of people during his day, Jewish leaders, were blinded to that. Thankfully, we have been born and we live at a time where we have all of Scripture so we can look back and see how it all fits together, and that's what's going on today. So let's read 61, 1 and 2 again like we did yesterday. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. By the way, anointed one, that's what the word Messiah means, is the anointed one. So this is talking about the Messiah, and it's the Messiah speaking in first person about himself in this prophecy of Isaiah, which was written hundreds of years before Christ the Messiah came. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. I said this yesterday, but this isn't all just literal poor people, literal, it is probably literal brokenhearted people. It's not literally captives. When you think about good news to the poor, that could be the physically poor people, people without a lot of resources, people who are oppressed, but more likely it's people who are spiritually poor, who are spiritually destitute. And that's every single one of us in our natural condition to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. All of us are bound. All of us are captives to sin and Satan uh, before Christ's redemption frees us. He's coming to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn. So Jesus then shows up hundreds of years after this is written by Isaiah. He shows up in the synagogue in Nazareth for Sabbath Sabbath worship service, and he's asked to read. He's given a scroll from Isaiah. He chooses this specific text to read, Isaiah 61, 1 and 2, and basically tells the people there that today this scripture is being fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, I am the Messiah who was prophesied. And here's how it picks up. We covered all that yesterday. Here's how it picks up in verse 22 of verse 4, chapter 4 in the book of Luke. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? And Jesus said to them, doubtless, you will quote to me this proverb, physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did in Capernaum, do here in our hometown as well. So in other words, the 
the people are marveled at this. They're saying, is this Joseph's son? Joseph wasn't that impressive. This guy's blowing our minds, though. Where did this come from? And then Jesus reads their minds and says, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking you you want me to do some miracles or do some healings or something that you've heard that I did in Capernaum. You want them to do them here in my hometown of Nazareth as well. Then he says to them, truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. In other words, you're not going to accept me. And that ended up being true. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over the land. In other words, there was a drought. We read about that in the Bible overview. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. So the story there is that the widow of Zarephath is not Jewish. In other words, there were a lot of widows in Israel back in the day when God punished the Israelites with a famine. But he sent the prophet Isaiah, not the prophet Isaiah, he sent the prophet Elijah to minister to an outsider, somebody who was not Jewish, the widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Then he goes on and says something similar. And there were many lepers in Israel at the time of the prophet Elisha, but not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. In other words, a lot of Israelite people when they were, who were lepers, and Elisha was sent to heal not them, God's chosen people, but one of the outsiders, Naaman the Syrian. So he's basically saying to them, not only am I the Messiah, but I'm going to take this message of the gospel to outsiders beyond the people of Israel, because the people of Israel are going to reject me. A prophet is without honor in his own hometown. You Jewish leaders, you people who marvel at me, you people who want me to do some miraculous healing to wow you, you're going to reject me. And as that happens, I'm going to be taking this gospel to outsiders. Here's their reaction. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. So they went from, ooh, ah, here comes this magician, this circus sideshow. We can't wait to see what he has to say. Is this Joseph's son? Maybe he'll heal somebody and, and it'll be really cool to see. They go from that to they're filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of a hill on which their town was built so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. In other words, it wasn't his time yet. God protected him and he escaped that. It would be his time eventually when he died on the cross. And then he'd rise from the dead and anybody who put their faith and trust in him would have the perfection that he lived that we couldn't. And that's going to be available to everybody, not just the Jews. If you want to hear more on those stories the widow of Zarephath, or Naaman the Syrian. You can go back to our daily doses on August 29th, 2020. That was 1 Kings 17, 8 through 15. And September 6th, 2020, 2 Kings 5, 1 through 14. Those are the widow of Zarephath and Naaman the Syrian, respectively. What a great connecting of the dots. What a great scripture. Thank the Lord that he revealed this to us and that he's invited us into his kingdom, into his family through faith in the Messiah, who's rejected in his own hometown, and but hopefully is accepted in your heart. Have a great day. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.